What's happening, butt plugs? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Kicking ass and taking names on this. Hey, it's only 7 p.m., 35 degrees on the 10th of December 2020. Uh, Actually, I think it's the 9th. Yeah, it's the 9th of December 2020. That's an interesting podcast for this evening. Um, I don't believe I mentioned this before. So, I was listening to a something or turning my attention to something. Maybe it was an Alan Watts recording or whatever. He's talking about the ego. <clears throat> Psychologists, philosophers talk a lot about the ego. And that is the me, me, me. Like, this is happening to me. I can't believe this is happening to me. Whether good or bad, it's like you are at the center your, of your psychology, you're, you're obviously um, at the center of things, you know, this is you, this is your body and, and what we believe to be your mind, right, and so we ascribe to a physical um, a physical premise, the, the premise that we are, are, are a being, we are a sentient physical being with uh, the prerogative to do whatever we want to do, to build our own life. You know, a lot of personal development stuff is based around the ego, like you can do it, let's go, you know, anything is possible, you can become better, stronger, faster, produce more, what have you. You just have to apply yourself. And of course, we live in this construct, this physical construct of a society, and uh, there are rules that are man-made and guidelines that we believe are, were passed on from and written by deities and uh, fantastical beings, demigods from back in the day, and anyway, lessons learned over time, and we ascribe to these guidelines laws of life essentially and so there is that, there is a sense that we, I am Aaron Oberst Dr. Drill and I can do whatever I want to do I can, this is how I feel today this is what's happening in my life and so a lot of the things that I talk about and deliberate on here or a good number of them are are things like how was my day and what is the temperature what are the conditions on earth in my world today hey it snowed today I want you to know that beautiful flurries as I was departing uh, the house this morning we live up a little bit higher than uh, where I work about 10 miles south so we're about the highest point in Montgomery County Ridge Road Route 563 in Pennsylvania and so we call it Ridge Road for a reason. It's where the elevation starts to uh, change and increase. So <clears throat> the winds blew and the flurries came down. I took a nice photo of the snow falling in a time-lapse video in front of my Santa Claus that I carved. You know, a physical construct that I made that I carved with a uh, power saw. It burns gasoline that man refined 
and machinations of the chainsaw, gears that turn and chains that cut that were all dreamt up, created by human beings. These are tools. Remember, it wasn't too long ago on a geologic time scale where, like it was fucking yesterday, when human beings were making wheels and discovering fire and making spearheads and arrowheads and daggers and fucking axes and shit, crude tools, hewn out of rock and wood, the materials on hand. Well, now we got friggin' power saws that are made by steel and Husqvarna and Home Light and Eager Beaver and fucking you name it. Shitloads of, of tools and implements that we have created. Talked the other day about technologies and how we cre- we like to create new things. We like to build a better mousetrap, so to speak. Constantly improving on existing ideas and hopefully coming up with new ideas. So I carved this freaking piece of cellulose, this tree that grew from a sprout, a seed at some point and suck the water out of the earth and some minerals and some sunlight and these are the conditions that permit life so it grows and it gets, it dies maybe maybe it gets cut down for cosmetic reasons next thing you know, a guy in a truck drops it off on my driveway and I cut it with a chainsaw and make something beautiful that people appreciate I just sold that for a handsome um, price So, this is the world, my point is, this is the world in which we live, Uh, the ego, Uh, it's all me, 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 I'm at the center of everything, and this is the perception that we have, like we can really make a difference in this world, and I think to a a very large degree we can, but we we lose sight of the, the intangibility. We feel like the world is so tangible, like it's it's ours to be to be manipulated and molded and to make of it whatever we want. And that's how I've always operated, but there's a lot that's out of our control. You know, talking a little bit about free will, how a lot of us feel as though that we can just do whatever we want. We can, you know, the American dream, the land of opportunity, you can make it what you want. Make of it what you would like create your own world, your own life. I think that there's merit to that. It's admirable. But it's short-sighted. You know? Now, only at this point in time, in year 2020, during the middle of a pandemic, do we have the... I mean, we've got a lot of creature comforts, right? We've got a lot of stuff, a lot of technologies. We're driving in this friggin' truck. I got the heat on. I got a 5.7 liter hemispheric engine. I got freaking dual exhaust pipes and tready tires, freaking aggressive treads and a bed liner, and I got hats and cups and bags and money bags and all kinds. Of, I'm looking around my truck, seeing all this shit. Garage door openers and I'm talking on a cell phone, you know, recording this podcast on a cell phone while I'm driving, taking in the world around me. We're fortunate to be able to reflect on things, you know. If it was 100 years ago, 50 years ago, uh, let's say 100 years ago, we'd be laboring in 
manufacturing plants getting off, like friggin' Fred Flintstone sliding down the Brontosaurus's tail and into his car, and he check, he punches his his stone ticket and goes home and lives a happy life with his family, has all kinds of adventures. Wilma, right? That was a depiction of our lives up to only recently, only the last century did things change so dramatically with technology and it's crazy to be alive right now. Even crazier to be alive with all those cool things, those shiny gadgets, etc. And um, during a viral pandemic, it's like all of a sudden we lost complete control. We thought that we we're going to be in complete, you know, incomplete control. All of a sudden, all that that tangibility of life, that that objectivity of life, that that you can hold it, you can test it, you can you can make it or break it. All of a sudden, boom! Another species, a minute species that we were not even really aware of. Really, not not on this scale that it could have this kind of impact. Um, it comes in and, and it just changes our fucking. Uh, it's like inexplicable. We can't believe it. We don't understand it. People thought it was bullshit. It's crazy, man. So the ego and the eulogy. The ego is everything I just, my thoughts on what I just explained. The eulogy, I looked up the etymology of it because I'm interested in the origin of words. And ego means, or the eulogy means high praise. A eulogy is like something to consider. Like, what are people going to say at your funeral? What What are people going to have to say about you? They say good things, they say bad things. Who's going to mourn your loss? There's a lot of that happening right now. You know, I have people that I know that, uh, you know, that are, have lost loved ones through this virus or could very well may. Almost 300,000 people in the United States of America have died as a result of this virus. 12 million people have been infected. How much more sharply, how much higher will that graph climb? And based upon the statistics of that graph, the math of fucking Maddox of it, how many people will die or be, become permanently disabled as a result of this, eh, this slight little critter that doesn't not going to do anything, not going to hurt us, That's yeah, most people get over it real quick, it's not a big deal, well, the people who are in the hospital, you know, and uh, that are the, the older folks, or people who are immune compromised, or the folks that just, they didn't have the, uh, the, the, the luck that you did, man, we got a fucking, got a little... EMS scene going on right here. Police and fire up here. Little detour. Hope everybody's okay. 
actual accident. Everybody's got to look. Hey, oh my God, what's going on? All right, good, we can pass. Front end of a Jeep looked pretty fucked up. Hope everybody's okay. <clears throat> so... My point is, this virus is pointing out our mortality. You know, the days of of people comparing the virus to a flu or um, or some lesser critter that's that's not going to harm us, and we should just keep everything open and drive on. Yes, I mean it's there's harm to the economy. We've talked about this quite a bit, but. Um, you know, I don't want to be scathed by any of this. I don't want to be affected by this, but it doesn't mean it's not going to affect me. My family, my my patients, my business, my livelihood. And so, there's a lot of people that are feeling their mortality right now. And more people who probably should. Because... This is something that we don't have much control over. And it's got us, it's pushing us around this virus. So anyway, you, the eulogy. Uh, this brings me to the question, you know, how we deal with, given the fact that our reality is not necessarily tangible, you know, that, our, that we don't, there are people who believe, learned individuals who believe that we really don't quite have free will. That... we can't really call all of our shots and even though there's an illusion of of success by our own hand and you know putting our back into it and applying a little elbow grease and winning the day and there's a lot of our genetics and our situation and just the environment dictates a lot of things that happen the outcomes the people who are out there standing on top of the hill the rich, successful folks, they didn't necessarily get there through hard work. Many many of them did. Uh, but there were also other elements at play, at work, that, you know, made them fortunate. Stroke of luck, we could call it. It's an intangibility. So given that <clears throat> it's not all about us and that there's some randomness that involves the um, our universe and that this is not you know the the sun does not revolve around the earth the earth revolves around the sun like the rest of our solar system and we can study the the stars and we can learn about things we can literally look back into history millions and billions of years and, and learn a little bit about where we come from And it wasn't an immaculate conception. Okay? There are countless other stars in our solar system and in the wider multiverses. It's a very old universe that we live in. And so, it's not all about us. So given that fact, what does it matter if we live or we die or we suffer or we are victorious or whatever? Well, it matters, it matters, it makes all the difference to us, right? 
it punctuates our life. It gives us, you know, much satisfaction to be alive and to have this opportunity. And we, granted, we shouldn't squander it. I'm not saying we should just give up and say, fuck it. But um, how do we handle our mortality? A lot of people really, you know, I think all of us, when faced with our inevitable end, people deal with it in different ways. Religion has been a force for forever. All right? There's been some sort of construct that humans use to try to navigate around, to try to make sense of a senseless world. And we don't know what to do when the bottom falls out, when the worst happens, when we lose somebody, when we see somebody that we love in pain, or when horrible things happen to people who are are good, upstanding human beings. It didn't deserve that. It it doesn't seem just. when our loved ones who busted their ass for decades and raised us and we have countless awesome memories of interacting with them that they would wind up you know somebody just 10 years earlier would die peacefully or a year earlier would die peacefully in their bed of old age or some whatever cancer or heart disease or whatever the main um movers and shakers are in terms of morbidity and mortality. We are all familiar with them, and it's always tragic when those people die of that. But now, let's say grandma, grandpa, whoever, they're in the hospital with COVID-19. This this villain that we, it's like a ghost. It's like around us, and we it's taunting us and causing problems. But we can't, we try to swat it away, or we try to you know, banish the demons. Demons get out. But that shit don't work. Because this thing is not its not playing by our rules. It also is not meaning to... It's not... It doesn't have a grudge against us. It's an unthinking virus. An unthinking entity. Minuscule. But had lived among us, or critters like it, countless of them, have lived among us forever. <coughs> In uh, pandemics, plagues past, you can look at the numbers on this, there's been a lot of death, man. Smallpox killed 90% of the Native Americans. Polio killed a lot of people. Malaria still kills a lot of people. Cholera. The bubonic. Bubonic plague, the famed bubonic plague, killed shitloads of people. You know? Millions of people in Europe. Entire, entire towns, societies, nobody was freaking left alive. And there were horrible deaths with boils and funky smells and lesions and read something the other day about how people with uh, the plague or some one of these afflictions appeared uh, in the uh, 1918 uh, Spanish flu that people looked purple or blue because they would basically you know cyanosis 
they would, wouldn't be able to oxygenate their cells. It would affect them as a respiratory virus. It would fuck people up like that. So, anyway, horrible things to, to learn about and revisit. And, you know, it seems that it, it would be impossible that something like this could affect us these days. That it could, that it could you know, influence us at all. Because we live in a Tony Robbins society. We live in a, a Donald Trump society. You know, we live in a 24-hour news cycle society where we think that it just, hey, this is life on earth. Yes, this is what we're going right now. And this is happening and that's happening. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all these things that we do to each other and the ways that we bend and break our societies and the wars and the uh, tyrants and the celebrities and the successes and the soap operas and the Netflix shows and the all the good, bad, and the ugly of our lives. That is something that we do or we feel like this is these are things in mankind. I mean obviously we're we are at the center of it. We are very egoic. These are the things that that that, that the influences on our world that that human beings are having. This is our big fucking smelly crap on the bottom of the sole of our boot prints. This little fucking critter, this virus ain't gonna do shit to us, right? But it is, you know, it is it is something to, to consider. <clears throat> now man has, has launched a response to this, and we have devised a vaccine that is supposedly safe and safe and effective. I take it tomorrow. Right? Just to be part of the solution in our digging ourselves out of this mess. It would be real nice to do that. To be able to do that. So the ego and the eulogy. <clears throat> How are those two things related? Well, I think I just think that the ego explains why we are always so despondent, so torn, so fractured and broken and and destroyed when somebody that we know dies. We have these crazy sad sack ceremonies where rather than celebrating somebody's life, we dwell upon their demise and, and even if we appears, you know, we'll have a little diorama up of a uh, you know, picture or photo album of, oh, look at Joe when he was back in the day and he was in the military and look at it. It's only natural that we do that. These are our memories. These are the things that we that we, these little pictures, these images, these pixelated lives that we celebrate. But there's a lot of hanging heads. There's a lot of, let's put this person in a casket in the ground. The casket should be made of something that is of the sturdiest material. Uh, that's probably never going to return to the earth completely and completely decompose. So we've got vast fields, untold acreage of just fucking 
synthetic boxes in the ground with human remains in them. They're probably little keepsakes and shit like that that you throw in there. And this is the history of human beings. Think about that. I mean, think about the ego, ego's involvement in our inevitable departure from this earth. Think about how short our lives actually are and how if we are busy getting things done and we really are ambitious to make our mark on this world and and extract some joy from this world and raise a family and pass on our genetics and have good work and create things that other people will appreciate. We're all into that shit. We all love the same things. It only makes us human. But the funeral is, is really gaudy and ridiculous. You know, I've mentioned, my dad always said, stick a bone on my ass, let the dogs drag me down the street. You know, like anybody, if I'm going to leave this earth, I'm not going to go out without a fight. I mean, at least that's the way I would have it. Like a Viking, I'd rather go out on my shield, carry me out on my shield, rather than die in my bed. You know what I mean? Add some kind of some sort of flair to it, you know, punctuation. Celebrate me, remember me, laugh, carry on, you know, pass on any stories or anything positive that you can to future generations. But don't hang your head. I, I you know, shit, I mean, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I... I plan on being around for decades to come. But if I died tonight, I would be quite fulfilled with the, my experience. You know, lived my life, had many adventures, did right by people, tried to help. learned about the world, tried to remain some, uh, maintain some humility, uh, understand that I don't have it all figured out at all times, and that there's different people out there, and to try to grow across my life, and acquire new knowledge and experiences, fell in love, raised a family, still helping a lot of people, I mean, it's, that's, I'm happy with my contribution, with my egoic contribution. But I'm not down for the gaudy fucking funeral funereal crap with people in fucking suits and crying like babies. And to me, it's among the dumbest thing that our species takes part in. We have, there are classes, there are courses, entire. Uh, university studies conducted about human psychology and death and dying and how people deal with it how other cultures deal with it and how of course we do deal with it and it, it our culture I feel like it indicates it's indicative of of how self important we are 
how we are determined to scream from the highest mountaintop, this is who I am, this is what I've done. It's like this desperate attempt, like at some sort of Hail Mary, after your last words have been spoken. Just my opinion, I don't know. The ego and the eulogy. So obviously, I've been thinking about that. Perhaps you could say that my ego is at work in producing this philosophy and having such a strong opinion about something like this, but it's just interesting. It's it's interesting to study ourselves and to try to understand why we behave the way that we do. Try to reflect upon where we've come from, what is our history, and to try to navigate a better future, like to to consider the work that we've put in, the mistakes that we've made, and to learn from them, and anyway, I remember what's coming to mind in in closing here, uh, there was this, some zoo that had an exhibit, and you go past the exhibit, and it says, you know, this is the most devastating animal in the, creature in the animal kingdom, and it was a human being, and it's pointing out, uh, you know, not to make us monsters out of us, but to illustrate that, you know, we've got a, we're top of the food chain, man, we have, we are the rulers seemingly of of this of the animal kingdom we are the king of the beasts and we have a tremendous influence on our world it's no wonder that we would become so self-centered because we we really do have a tremendous impact a big footprint on society We've moved a lot of the world. We've changed the fucking um, the climate in our little terrarium here that we thought was limitless with our activities, and that we that many of us don't even believe that that it's possible for us to do that. Oh, it's not a big world. It's changed before. There's been ice ages. It's gotten hotter. It's gotten colder. The seas have rise. The seas have fallen back down. Um, you know, the sun has solar flares and changes things. Like all these arguments to the contrary of, of the influence that we could have on Mother Nature. We do it, man. We, we have tremendous impact on our world. Which is strange because we would, if you tell us we didn't, we couldn't do something, you know, we'd be the first ones to do it. Climbing Mount Everest, putting a man into outer space, man on the moon, you name it. You know, don't tell us not what we can't do. I both admire that about human beings and I detest it. I'm both curious about it and disgusted about that. 
that is who I am, the ego, literally. It's at the center of everything that I do when I wake up tomorrow morning and I take a shower and I go off into the day with my best face on, my with my mask, and I go into the workforce and I try to help people as a doctor of chiropractic or I come out here with my chainsaw. Look at these three things. I'm sitting here in the in the driveway looking at these, just the light off of the house illuminating these three carvings I did in the last two weeks. And I think about the work and the hard work and creativity that I put in as a human being to create these things. Things that people order, pe things that people will treasure and appreciate. It's the work that I did. And that means, God, that means so much to me. Nothing feels better to me than when, when I do something for somebody and they appreciate it. To help people, to make people smile, to make people laugh, to care and be cared for. I think we all want that. It's, a, it's an inherent aspect of our species. We want to be appreciated. We want to be thanked. We want to to people say, you know, give us a pat on the back. I guess it's better than being a deadbeat upon departure from the office. I was talking to my friend about uh, somebody we know who, and I mentioned this person before, Guy fucking crawled in the little old lady next door, crawled in her doggy door and stole some cash she had, you know, in a drawer or something like that because he was on drugs. I think I said, you know what, just fucking kill me. <clears throat> kill me. If I ever do something like that, like, don't tell me that it doesn't matter your behavior or your ego or that you don't have some sort of exert some kind of control over your life. If I, if I crawl in a little old lady's doggy door and steal her her petty cash, just fucking kill me. I don't want to be rehabilitated. I don't want to get sober. <laughs> just, you know, I'm done at that point. It's interesting. So, anyway. I guess just, just pondering these things, the ego and the eulogy. What does it really matter? What kind of impact can we have and what kind of... Um, finale should we have at a time when our um, our mortality is is exposed by an invisible creature that we can't swat away and we can't blow up with a nuclear bomb and we can't out engineer we'll try to where hopefully these I'll tell you what if these um If these vaccinations work, maybe I'll change my tune. But uh, it's pretty interesting. All the things that are happening these days. And the crazy human beings that are pondering 
all of this. Maybe they're not. You know, I know a lot of people that don't think about, ponder these questions and don't ruminate about uh, and illuminate, ruminate and illuminate about the, uh, the big questions of life. They think they got it all figured out. They think that they know better. And I guess I'm just saying that we don't necessarily. We don't know better. Even though we judge and we have our strong egos and our own experiences and knowledge to our credit. The world is not as tangible as we thought. That's all I'm saying. All right. Everybody got everybody have a good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>